Welcome to the Girl Means Business Podcast. I'm your host, Kendra Swalls, a former teacher turned entrepreneur here to help you navigate the messiness of mom life and biz life. Each week, my guests and I will share our experiences, insights, and tips to help you move your business from survival mode to success mode. So grab your favorite drink and let's dive in because this girl means business. Hello again, and welcome to episode 181 of the Girl Means Business podcast. We are in store for a really incredible conversation today with my guest. However, before we get to that, I have a quick favor to ask you. If you are enjoying this podcast, if you are enjoying the tips, the conversations, the guests, all the great advice that we're sharing here, please take just a moment to go and leave us a review over on iTunes. Not only is this a great, easy, quick, and free way to show your love and support here for the podcast, it's also a great way to let other people know what you think of the show and why they should listen. So just hit pause really quickly, head over to your iTunes app, leave a quick review, and then come right back here because we've got a great show in store for you. All right, this week we're talking all about content creation, the power that content has, and especially talking about building and creating content for social media. However, this can be applied to content across any platform where you are sharing content with your audience. So my guest today is Ashley Ann, and she's a modern businesswoman and entrepreneur. She's an outstanding talent for social media, live streaming, lead generation, content creation, funnels, conversions, all the things. She has a BA in finance and an MBA, and she's helped over 5,000 individuals monetize their social media. She's also assisted over 400 individuals and small business owners create six and seven figure incomes through strategy, digital marketing, and branding. So she now travels the country teaching and training and helping others do all the things that she has done for her own brands. So today's conversation is so good and full of so many incredible gems. Make sure that you are ready to take some notes or that you are going to come back when you have time. If you are driving or working out or whatever you're doing right now, make sure you bookmark this episode because it is one where you are going to want to come back and take notes, re-hear, re-listen to some of the things that she has to say because it was that incredible of a conversation. All right, guys, so let's get to it. Here is my chat with Ashley Ann. All right, guys, I am here with Ashley and Ashley and welcome to the Girl Means Business podcast. Thank you so much for being here. I'm so excited to chat with you today. Thank you so much for having me. I'm super excited to be here. And hey, ladies, how y'all doing? Hey, Thursday. <laughs> so, okay, before we get into all the things we're going to talk about today, because we've got a lot I want to cover with you because you have a wealth of knowledge I'm excited to dive into, but tell a little bit of, uh, tell us a little bit about kind of you, your background and what it is that you do. Okay. So I try and keep it short because I know there's so many things we want to talk about today, but basically I help people make money with their social media accounts. I'm one of the top strategists in the country. Um, I'm super proud that I've been able to help over 700 people create six-figure incomes. Right now, to date, I've helped 155 of my clients hit a million dollars in under a year. I have nine clients that have had million-dollar months. I have two clients, no, I'm sorry, three clients now that are earning over $10 million um, a year. So that's really exciting. And I have a few clients as well that have had million-dollar days. 
So I love everything about business and more specifically helping people honestly be able to make money doing things that they like to do, you know, or getting paid to be in your purpose. Um, And when I say we can monetize anything, I have monetized a plethora of things. So um, I I love it. I I love it. It's so exciting to watch people, you know, create and manifest the lives that they want. And I feel really fortunate and blessed to be a part of that. I love that. So I'm curious, the clients that you work with, you said you can can monetize anything. Do you have a tenant? Like, do you find that, you know, are you more like, product-based, service-based, a mix of the two influence. Like what is, what type of industries are you working in? It's a mix. Like, I mean, we really have everything from, you know, ladies that are whipping up their own skincare products in the house and sending it out to, you know, lawyers or doctors or estheticians, you know, doing digital consultations for people in their skin. Um, I have clients who are really popular because they commentate on series. Um, So like, one of my favorite clients, he talks about the housewives, any housewives franchise. He has all the deeds, all the information. He's clearing six figures, just giving all the news about the housewives. Another one, he just focuses on like kind of pop culture and events and stuff. Um, I have another client. She does really, really well. She clears a quarter of a million and she eats, she gets online and she eats and she reviews food and she tells you where to go and eat when you're traveling to that city. Um, So like anything. I have clients that are attorneys. I have people that uh, teach crypto and stock investing. I train other social media strategists. Um, We have people that have food trucks and restaurants and YNCAs. We work with churches. Um, I mean, I just have clients, they they pretty much do anything. Like you name it, you know, they're saying, hey, I want to use social media, you know, as a channel to be able to reach people and I need to know how to do it. I'm like, call me. I got you. <laughs> That's amazing. I love that. The the one about like the, you know, the talking about the house. I just said those, like, honestly, like I listen to so many podcasts that talk about things like that, like the reality shows or um, pop culture. One of my favorite podcasts is a pop culture. Pod. I mean, it's crazy what you can monetize. And I think that, you know, social media as much as people and myself included have kind of this love hate relationship with social media it has opened the doors for so many opportunities for people and it just creates this her like this sort of endless horizon of things that you can accomplish and i always think that i've i've referenced this in other podcast episodes you know my parents owned like a little brick and mortar store in our hometown that was a family business and their marketing granted they were a local store but their marketing reach at the time you know when i was growing up in the 70s 80s 90s it was whoever they could reach in the local newspaper or with, you know, ads on around town. And when I talked to them about like, Oh, I have a, you know, a client that's reached out to me from Australia and I have people who listen to my podcast in like all these different countries. And they're like, that's amazing. Like the, the, just the fact that we have in our lifetime, that capability, it kind of blows my mind sometimes, but it's also one of those things where it's like, you don't have an excuse anymore for why you can't do what it is you really want to do, because the world is literally at your fingertips when you open up these apps on your phone. It's crazy. You're all the way right. And I built my first company is an event design and production company. Um, It's called Events by Ashley Ann. I'm working on transitioning um, out of that. So in the event industry, normally like 10 years is your lifespan. I've been at it for 16. Okay. It's time. Uh To let these young girls have it. Um, But that's how I made my first million was through that. And that's also how I learned I was really good at social media. And to what you were saying, 
you know, your parents' experience, right? A lot of traditional business, it's literally whoever you can reach or touch in a geographic region based on social media, though, there are people all over the world that you can talk to and resonate with and build a tribe and relationships with. And so now all of a sudden, you're not just limited, you know, to the people within a 20 mile radius or whoever's listening to whatever radio station. And it's so much more cost effective. When I first started my business, and I'll be honest, I don't even know how I was coming up with this money to run these radio and television ads and, you know, being printed inside of newspapers and print ads and magazines and all this stuff, right? But it was a lot. Like I was spending like probably closer to thirty, forty thousand dollars a month. And compared to on social media where you literally can make posts, <laughs> you literally can put up a reel and it doesn't cost you anything and you can mm-hmm. book a client, you know, that same day or move people over to your products or give them a discount code to incentivize them to come into your store or your boutique. It's, it's nuts. It's like you said, there's no excuse anymore. The barrier to entry is so low now. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, absolutely. So let's talk a little bit about social media because I think that for a lot of my listeners, I know a lot of people that I know that are kind of starting out growing a business, social media can feel very intimidating at first. Cause they're like, okay, it's, it's exciting. You're like, okay, I created an Instagram account. I created a TikTok page or whatever, you know, whatever it is that you're focusing on the platform. And then I started putting out content here and there, but it's a really slow grow. Like, so to me and what I have found, and I think you have found the same thing with social media is that it's all about creating content. Like even if you are, you call yourself like an esthetician, you really are on like a content creator. Like all of us need to be content creators if we want our business to grow. So let's kind of talk about that a little bit. Like tell us a little bit about what content and content creation means to you and why it's so important for business owners to be focusing on that. Yeah, you're absolutely right, though. Everyone is a content creator because people get anxiety. They're like, I don't know what I'm supposed to post. And I'm like, post everything, right? Yep. <laughs> everything that you're doing is content. Somebody wants to see it. They want to experience it. They always wondered how that works behind the scenes. And it's also an opportunity for you to establish yourself as a resource. Um, and I really think that being established as a resource is more important than being established as an expert, right? Everyone's like, be an expert in this, be an expert in that. And that gives people a lot of imposter syndrome and FOMO. Like, you don't have to be an expert. You want to be a resource, right? So whether it's from skincare or being an awesome mom, to, you know what I mean, how to grow your own vegetables. Like it doesn't matter. You're just going to be a resource. I'm here to provide information. And also there are these things that are called curation pages, right? Curation accounts. You don't necessarily have to have that skill set. You don't have to do it. You just need to have an interest in it. And you go and you collect all the information about that particular thing, right? And again, it goes back to being a resource. So when we get into content, there's two types, you know, that are really going to help you build up a following and that are going to help you convert a follower into a buyer. Um, And that is relational based content and value based content. And I I do want to say something before I get too far down the rabbit hole. Don't be super obsessed with your amount of followers, right? Slow is sustainable. And you're going to grow over time, like once we figure out who's our one to three groups of people or our niche, 
right that we're speaking to. I have so many people that come to me that have blue check marks, that have hundreds of thousands or millions of followers, and they cannot figure out how to make money. Okay, just because someone is popular does not mean that they have prosperity. When I first made um, my first $35,000 on Instagram, I didn't even have 2,000 followers yet. Okay, I have clients right now that have under 1,000 followers. I'm talking about like 300, 400 followers, and they're making in between five and $10,000 a month on a regular basis. So just keep that in your mind. It's more about the quality of your followers than the quantity. And popularity does not equate to prosperity. And our goal is to be prosperous because a bunch of people following you does not equate to comments in your account. And Chad, we got bills to pay. We got things to do, okay? We need our money. We need our coins, okay? We need the math to be math and then the checking account, all right? That's, so that's, that's <laughs> <laughs> now, when we get into this content, so people, it drives me, kind of burns my bricks. People are always like, oh my God, you have to have valuable content. I, I, I just grew because I have such valuable content. No one ever says what that is, right? Valuable content, terms and definitions, um, how-tos, tutorials. Um, some people hate to read. So summaries of articles um, explaining any type of concept or if there's something that happened in the news or in your industry and you can explain to people how it's going to directly affect them. Um, questions and answers. Uh, showing people your process for setting up or unpacking or getting ready for the day, right? Like what a day in the life is um, for you at your shop or salon or dealing with your kids or whatever it is. That's going to be value-based content, okay? So anything that's going to create you or represent you as a resource. Relational content is that social part of social media. So this is where we're asking questions. We're giving people the options. We're saying, hey, do you remember or recall this? This is where you're putting up your quotes, your memes, where you can showcase your personality and sense of humor. Um, this may be where you may showcase, you know, Mother's Day is um, coming up, right? So this may be where you showcase like, hey, here's a picture of, um, you know, me and my mom or my grandma, or this is my journey as far as being a mom. You may ask the question, what do all you ladies want for Mother's Day, right? What's the one thing <laughs> that would mean more to you than anything, right? And giving them an opportunity to talk to you so you can learn more about your audience and your audience can learn about you. So 80% of your content should actually be the value-based and it should always, you know, revolve around whatever your core offer is um, or your core intention because some of you guys are just building up like memberships or you have podcasts and stuff like that. And so you're going to make your money through like advertisers and stuff like that. Um, but anyone that has like a service-based product, um, I'm sorry, the service-based product, the service-based business, <laughs> a, product, a digital product. They're right. There's something that we're trying to get someone to buy from us. And so you have to have um, also your testimonials are going to go into value based content, too. So does you want to have right something with a call to action to get someone either to jump on your list so you can continue the relationship with them or to just go over and buy from you? The relational is where we're trying to get those saves, those comments, those likes. Um so people are like, dang, I, you know, we have the same type of dog. She's a cool chick, <laughs> right? <You know? laughs> Those sorts of types of things. And so the combination, like 80% value, 20% on the relational side, that's how you really like build up a really strong buying base. And that's how you get into the process where you're moving people over to purchase 
right? We want them to participate through purchase and not only become a one-time customer, but we want them to come back over and over and over again. We want them to refer us to friends and family, coworkers, colleagues, the whole shebang. So the beauty about relational content is because your audience feels connected with you or they feel connected with the brand, well, now it's really easy for them, right, to come and consume your goods or your offers. Stay with us. We'll be right back. If you've been listening to the Girl Means Business podcast for any amount of time, then you know my love of email marketing runs deep. Not only is it a great way to generate new leads, but it's one of the most effective methods for nurturing warm leads and turning them into sales. Now, over the years, I've tested several email platforms, and my favorite by far is Flowdesk. Not only do they make email marketing simple and easy, even for the technically challenged, but they have everything you need to create stunning emails, capture leads, make sales, and automate the entire process, giving you time back in your busy day. And the cherry on top is you're only charged one flat fee no matter how many subscribers you have. So while other platforms will increase your price when you go over your pricing tier limit, Flowdesk has no price increases or hidden fees. If you're ready to give Flowdesk a try, click the link below in the show notes to save 50% off your first year. Let Flowdesk help you design emails people will love. Click the link below and check it out. I have a feeling you're going to love it just as much as I do. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I was taking so many notes. I love how you broke it down, like what the value-based content is versus the relationship content, because it's true. Like some people will say like share valuable content. I've admit, like I've been guilty of that. Like I've kind of said that just lumping it all together. And I love that you kind of separated it out more specifically. And I think too, which just kind of leads me to my follow-up question for you on this is a lot of times the people that I've worked with, the people that I've talked to, they're like, okay, I get it. I need to be putting out valuable content. I need to be putting out like this um, you know, relations, the relational content, that like they're really good at the relational content. Like they're like, I can talk about, you know, my process. I can talk about my life. I can put things in stories, but it's that piece of now, how do I transition that into a sale? Like, how do I go from like, okay, I'm going to tell you, like, we're going to build a connection where you like me and I like you and we have this relationship going, but then they're really nervous to put out the content that's going to have that little bit where it's like, okay, now come work with me or come buy from me. So how do you like kind of make that a little bit easier to put in there yeah. without feeling weird about it? I love that question because so many people, um, they they get uncomfortable and they're like, oh my God, I don't want to be salesy. So um, soft selling is your friend. Okay. Um, that's number one and AKA dry begging. Okay. Is what it's called in the hood. So I'm going to give you an example <laughs> before we get into it. Okay. So let, let's imagine that you and I um, are going to meet up around, I don't know, we'll say 1230. And I come to your house and you fix this fabulous sandwich. You're like, oh, Ashley, I was just about to have lunch. And I'm like, Kendra, that sandwich looks really good. Man, now I'm so hungry. My stomach is growing. What type of bread is on that sandwich? Man, that sandwich looks amazing. <laughs> Eventually, you're going to be like, do you want a piece of my sandwich, right? Or can I fix you a sandwich? <laughs> so that's how the soft selling concept works. So you may not put out a direct offer all the time, but you may say, you know, excited to be shipping these products out. 
this weekend. And so then you may take a picture of you holding like your postal tote or standing next to all your boxes that are stacked up, right? Um, or maybe on the back of the shipping thing, you're like, you know, we just restocked. I'm so excited. Um, you know, if y'all got questions or if you're looking for something, send us a DM or email the team. So basically, you're at, you you may put up a post and say, check out the details about my upcoming event. Not go buy a ticket because that gives you anxiety, but it's like, hey, check out the details. See what's happening with the lineup. So we're going to soft sell. Also, that content, that valuable content that establishes you as a resource, that is also a part of client attraction. So when you're doing that, you will find that people are going to start sliding into your DMs. They're going to pop into your comments and they're going to ask, how can they work with you, right? They may come and ask about a specific question and you may say, you know what? I'm really excited to assist you with that. Use this link and we can book some time together, right? And it's going to be over to a paid session instead of just letting people use the crap out of um, if you have like a physical product, my favorite thing of all time, we teach people tier one funnels inside of my community. Um, and so a tier one funnel is basically having your free offer, your free 99 lead magnet on the front end. And as soon as they opt into it, you're going to send them over to a confirmation page with an offer. And that confirmation is real big in the top is going to say your free thing is on the way. And the best thing to do is if you can put up a video and say, hey, I'm really excited that you got this free thing. This is the best way to use it. Here's some tips to get the most out of it, right? Your next thing is going to be blah. And then you may give a few tips and say, if you're interested in blah, whatever the next step is, check out my product below. It's a special offer because now you're part of my community. So now you're able to get them on the list, right? And you're going to get somewhere in between 10 to 30% of people that are going to buy that offer. And you physically didn't have to extend the offer to buy. So now you can just focus on building up your list, right? Hopefully in the back end, you have your email set up. So they're making paid offers for you as well. And eventually you're going to get comfortable. Well, you know, once a day, you're putting up a post and in the call to action, click the link in the bio and buy this. Send me a DM if you have questions about it. Um, just go over and check out the details. Here's customer Molly Moo and Molly Moo loves, <laughs> she loves our bagels. You know, this is what Molly had to say about them. If you, if you want to see if Molly is right, you know, head on over here today between, between 7 a.m. and 12 or whatever it is that you have going on. But that's really the easiest way to transition so that you don't feel the pressure um, of, you know, trying to force someone into a sale. Instead, you can get them to come to you and ask you how do they buy yeah I love that I love like the idea of like that creating interest creating kind of this um I don't want to say mystery but because it's not necessarily mystery but just creating you know excitement around what it is without actually having to say like hey I'm selling this come buy this um and then the the tip about the you know the confirmation page on the free offer that is such a great tip because I mean how many times you when you think about your own actions as a consumer how many times has that have you done that where you download something or you get their free lead magnet and then you're like, oh, now I didn't even know they offered this product. Because that's the thing is I think we all assume that people know what we offer when they really don't. Like, you know, yeah. I this just happened the other day. I clicked on someone. I, follow, I followed this person on social media for at least a year now. They had some free lead magnet, like a little workshop or something they were doing. I clicked on it. And same thing you just said, like I entered my information. It took me to a landing page and it was like, Hey, if you're interested in this, you can purchase this product for like a discount. And I was like, I didn't even know they offered that. 
but clearly I went, you know, I just, I, I, they probably thought I already knew and same thing. So don't be afraid to keep putting it out there. And I think it's a good point too, that like, this is something that gets easier the more you do it. Like it may feel awkward and uncomfortable at first, but just start including it in. And the more you do it, like, obviously you're a pro at this, but I'm sure when you first started, it took a little bit more effort to kind of get comfortable with it, just like with anything. But um, yeah, the more you do it, the easier it becomes, the more comfortable you get with it. Yeah. And I I think too, you know, understanding that people want your stuff. You know, I think sometimes people think like, oh, I'm bothering them or I'm forcing them. No, they want it. People are out here spending money every day. So why can't they spend some with you, right? They, and a lot of people, if you're like their favorite page or their favorite restaurant or their favorite, you know, author or whatever it is, they're so excited to participate with you through purchase. I'm, I buy stuff all the time that I don't even need just for the sake of supporting <laughs> other businesses. Um, sometimes I get online and I'm like, I'm going to spend some money, you know, with some of my kingdom members, but your business, drop it below and we'll get on. And I'm like, all right, like who needs this? And we literally like, I'll be buying stuff and send it to other people. But there are lots of people. If I, if I need soap, like I haven't bought soap out of like a traditional retail store in so long, because I only buy like handmade soaps now that are made by all of these people that are doing custom soap. Same thing with, you know, my lotions, um, my shampoos and hair care products and stuff like that. And I found the girl and I was like, ooh, I was like, I love the way her people's hair look. And I was always watching videos later <laughs> night of her hair. And one day I needed some, I was about to run out. And what I do, I ran over and bought her conditioner, her shampoo. I bought the deep conditioner, the leave-in, the hair oils, all kinds of stuff. And I love it. I love her stuff. And so I think, you know, people just have to get it in their minds like, they, people want my stuff. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. They need it. And I'm just making it available for the people that want it. And I think if you can, if you can perceive it that way, you won't feel like the pressure or like a used car salesman, you know, trying to, <laughs> trying, to get trying to get somebody to buy your stuff, right? We're not ambulance chasers. We don't have to do that, right? We just, yes. wanna, you just want to be a resource and attract the right people to you. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey, photographers, are you ready to make 2024 your best year yet? Growing a business is tough. You're following all the successful photographers and experts, soaking up their best advice and downloading all their free guides, trying to replicate their success only to come up lacking, blaming yourself when their methods don't work for you. But the truth is, it isn't you. Free content and one-size-fits-all courses can only get you so far. What you need is personalized help and guidance, but that can get expensive. Well, not anymore. I've created the perfect solution to get you personalized results for less than $2 a day. Introducing the Focus Photographer Lab, a one-of-a-kind coaching membership that gets you one-on-one results for a fraction of the cost of traditional coaching. Inside the lab, you'll find the three C's to success, classes, coaching, and community. With classes, you gain access to a treasure trove of pre-recorded trainings and invaluable resources. With coaching, you get monthly live trainings and Q&A sessions, along with my favorite part, the weekly one-on-one office hours, where we get to address your unique questions and challenges. 
And then there's the community where you get to connect with an amazing group of talented female photographers who share your passion, supporting each other and inspiring each other to greatness. The best part is it doesn't come with an expensive one-on-one coaching price tag. You get all of that for just $47 a month. You can even try it for free for 14 days to make sure it's a good fit for you. And there is no contract and no obligation you can cancel at any time. So what are you waiting for? Head down to the show notes and click the link to learn more and get signed up today. And let's make 2024 our best year yet. Yeah. And I love, I was just writing down what you said about like, people are spending money. Like, why wouldn't they want to spend it with you? I think that's such a good thing. And like, I always say like, there's these like mirror moments where like, I love to like, I come across a quote or something that I'm like, that's something that needs to live on my mirror because it's something I will see every day. And I think that's one of those kind of mirror things is like, you need to, we need to remind ourselves that, yeah, like people are out there spending money and what you are offering is worthy of them spending their money on. Like we get so self, not self-conscious, but just that imposter syndrome and that fear and all those things. But yeah, like it's, it's 1000% true that like there's, they have every reason to spend it with you just as much as they do with anybody else they come across online. So you just kind of put yourself out there. Um, so going back to the idea of like the content thing too, I think another problem that people have a fear around with content or not even just a fear, but kind of a block is just the amount of time and the amount of energy it takes. I hear people say all the time, like, okay, well, so I need to be posting more of X, Y, and Z, but that means I have to like sit down and create graphics or create, you know, get photos or write captions or record a video. Like I don't have time to do all that. So what are your tips for making that kind of a streamlined process? So it's less of something that's like a to-do list item and more of a something that's like fun to do. So one, you definitely can batch content. I'm not a content batcher, but lots of my clients that batch content. They love it. I'm just kind of like, hey, this is how I feel, this way. <laughs> um, but but there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with having um a batch of content. Well, I lie. Sometimes I do if it's like um quotes or like tips and stuff like that. I definitely will go ahead. I just kind of get in the mood sometimes. And so normally it's one day out the month. I just kind of have two or three hours and I just whatever information, whatever definition, term, tip, common mistake, whatever it is I want to save people from, I make like three templates and just go shoot it in there. And so you get so much content done so fast. And if you're having a day where you can't think of anything to post, you just go into your little folder and post it. Um, The next thing I would say is WordSwag and Over are probably my two favorite apps um, because you can create pretty much anything on your phone like really fast, <laughs> really, really fast. Um, so um, Unfold is also a really dope um, app too. It was designed more for stories, but it works really well for like reels and if you're tiktok and if you want it really pretty, um, they work really, really well for that. But sometimes I use them just for like the covers of stuff. Um, also I think, you know, understanding that like your sound bites, your conversations, um, your thoughts, right. That's content. And when you're having conversations with people, if someone, you know, you can pay attention to people's body language or see the reaction they have of it, or if it's a question and it spurs lots of conversation, 
that's a really easy way to create content without putting so much stress on yourself and then repurposing what you have. I don't think people do that enough. Like if you send out an email, I guarantee I probably could get 15 pieces of content out of your email just from sentences, perceptions, thoughts, summaries, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, yeah. literally, like, and then you could take that same email and those could be talking points for a series of reels or TikToks. You could turn those into live streams. And I tell people, keep a notebook and pay attention to questions and critiques. I make so much money paying attention to how people are criticizing things and making sure I'm there to offer something that people feel like they're missing. Or when people ask you questions, even in the DM and regular life, literally that's content. You can put up the answer as a piece of content, or you can put up the question, say, hey, them, and write the question, me, write the answer. Like, boom. <laughs> like, ah. boom. So I, I think people, I think, like you said, people are like having all this anxiety and they feel like things have to be like really editorial. They feel like they have to be super high production. They feel like everything has to be amazingly beautiful. You know what I mean? And that's not true. Like all that stuff is good, but some of the best performing pages that are the most highly monetized, literally like the ugliest pages ever. <laughs> <laughs> I um, So <laughs> there's this format. And I hate it, but I put it up because my people like it. I, 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 I let my audience tell me what they like. And if there's something they like a lot, I'm just going to keep making more of it. So it's a video with this big, ugly headline. Before I started doing this, I was spending so much time formatting these videos, putting little flowers and paisleys and all these pretty frames on them. And I would put it out there and it, it would get like a thousand views. And then I would turn around and just put up this butt ugly video with a big, bold font on top. And it, it has 100,000 views on it. So I quickly learned that my audience liked to have the title on the video because it let them know what I was going to be talking about. And then they could figure out if they wanted to listen or not. And they liked, they felt like I was more real and more relatable without all that stuff going on, stuff, yeah. right? Without all this stuff. And they were like, dang, they were like, this is what I'm into. So for the aesthetics of my page, do I like it? No. <laughs> but do I like the results that it gives me? Absolutely. Yeah. Well, and I have found that like, again, kind of going into the mind of consumers, very rarely do I actually look at somebody's entire like feed as a whole. Like a lot of times that we're just seeing the content coming up on our like the home feed or however you're looking at it. And so, you know, it used to be this trend was like, oh, you got to have this like really aesthetic feed. You got to have like, there were the people who were doing it for a while. It was like collages where like each post would fit together to make this one big picture. And that's a lot of work for very few people that are going to actually scroll back. I mean, even if someone goes to your feed, they're looking at that first nine to what, 12 probably post. Whatever's above the phone. Is all there's yeah. No. Yeah, exactly. And I think that's true. Like, I just, I, I don't think the aesthetic piece is as important as a lot of people think it is. And so I think it's really good to remind people and reiterate the fact that like, you don't have to spend a ton of time making it look perfect and beautiful and like overly done. And, um, you know, and I love, like, I, I use Canva a lot. I love using Canva, yeah, but like it's, yeah. it's, you can get sucked into all of these like crazy templates and it can be a little overwhelming <laughs> sometimes. You're like, oh, but that one looks really cool. And that one looks really cool. And like, no, just keep it simple. One of the accounts I follow, 
I mean, I think all of his stuff is literally just like black font on white background. And that's it. Like a couple pops of like color here and there, like a yellow word that he wants us to focus on or whatever, but it's literally like black and white and maybe a little bit of one color here and there. And I'm like, and it's so powerful. And that takes almost no time to create at all. And I follow a guy, he didn't even take the time to type it out. He puts it on, <laughs> he puts a quote on a post-it note. It takes a picture. <laughs> it takes a picture. That's the whole page. The whole oh my page. gosh. You know, I tell people to get out of their own heads. Like there are accounts right now on social media that have millions of followers of people cleaning out sinks and toilets. You know what I mean? Like, and there are all these people watching, we clean the windows, they're watching people clean toilets, they're watching people wash out sinks, wash chicken. Like, you know, it, it doesn't have to be that deep, right? So yeah. there's somebody, they would definitely love to see you unload your truck at work. They would definitely love to see you steam the dress before you hang it up on the boutique or how you dress the mannequin. You know what I'm saying? They would definitely love yeah. to like talk to you while you're editing a client's book or a piece of paper or whatever. Like people just were inquisitive. We're like, hey, well, how are they doing that? And what it does is it also helps your perceived value of your product or service because they're like, oh, well, look how much work or how long it took her to knit that dress or cut that pattern out, you know, to be able to make yeah. this. Wow. I didn't realize, you know, she extracted, you know, her own lavender to put into her homemade candles or whatever's going on. So I think like getting out of this trap that everything has to be super high production will help a lot of people. Um, and don't get and don't get me wrong. I appreciate somebody that puts in a huge amount of effort, but the reality is, like you said, people are seeing your one individual post. Very seldomly are they going to the whole page. Yeah. So, what are your thoughts? Because I I have said this on here multiple times, and sometimes it's you know I come from a teaching background and being a parent, where I understand like I can say something five million times, but then I can have a guest on to say the exact same thing, and sometimes that's the what that's the thing that gets people to understand it. So I would love to know your thoughts on the importance of showing up online as yourself, because I have a lot of people who are like terrified to put their face on camera, who are like, um, I don't want to do reels or TikToks because I don't want to be on video. I'm uncomfortable with that. But where do you fall on that spectrum of like, how important is it for you to be the face of, you know, putting your face out as the brand of your business? Um, I'm all for it. Like, just be yourself, even if you don't want to put your face out in your personality, your thoughts, your quotes, your perceptions, your assessments. Somebody's going to disagree with it, but there's going to be a whole lot more people that follow you that are going to agree with it. That's number one. Um, number two, if you are like really shy or you have anxiety about it, just find moving clips of different things, clouds, the water, oceans, <laughs> flowers growing. Put some music behind it, right? Or or some powerful sound clip and put a quote on top. You still can do it, right? Because you have to have the exposure. So I would say think outside of the box. But even when you're doing that, that should still reflect your voice and your tone. Um, you need to be yourself because at the end of the day, your vibe attracts your tribe. And there is a whole sector of people that are going to be here for it. They with the ish. I've done so well because I take really complicated, you know, marketing concepts and jargon and I put it in a language that my audience can understand. 
I, we use a little slang, you know, we use a little bit of vernacular that's around our way. We talk about things um, that we can relate to, right, as far as environmental that, you know, we grew up with and it works. And I've done so well because people are like, I like her, right? And there's also some people, they come and they see me and they're like, oh no, they're like, they're, they're like, she's too black. You know what I'm saying? I'm like, whatever. I'm like, <laughs> right. There's no way she has a master's degree. There's no way she's doing this. Well, I, I do have it and I am doing these things. Right. But the people that like me, they like me. Right. And I, and yeah. I think y'all have to understand that there are people that are going to like you. They're going to like you however you are, whether you're bold or conservative, whether you're loud or quiet, whether you're funny or, you know, serious, whatever it is, there is a base of people that are here for it. But you have to be yourself because it's not really sustainable trying to put up a facade. This is why you see a lot of these influencers like, you know, they're like, oh, I have to take a break from my mental health. I got to I got to run away. And you know what I mean? Or you'll see celebrities, right? They're, they're like, oh, it's just too much. And they become hermits. And they like disappear and you never see them again. And it's because they didn't have the freedom to be themselves. So whatever it is in your business, whether you're putting your face out there or not, come from a place of authenticity, come from a place of truth. Understand, yeah, there's going to be some people that are, you know, weird and trolling or whatever, but that's really only about 1.8% of your comments. Um, realistically, a lot of people support you and they may not like or comment, but I guarantee they went and they bought or they shared it with somebody, right? Um, or they tuned in or they opened up your email or they responded yeah. to your text message. So a lot of times people that are supportive, they're busy taking the action, right? To support your business more so than, you know, being ugly to you online. Um, yeah. And I've seen people that fake it. They burn out really, really fast. Um, they they kind of you see them kind of coming like Phew, you know like a bolt, and then all of a sudden, like a year, year and a half later, they've disappeared because they could not maintain the act. Right? Yeah. It's so important to be yourself. Yeah, I agree. And I, you know, it's funny. I I have these conversations with my oldest daughter because she's just getting to the age where you know, she's, her friends are becoming more, not more important, but they're becoming a big part of her life. And she's starting to have, you know, issues with like the mean girls and the friends, you know, the friend groups and all that kind of stuff. And so we've had a lot of conversations lately about, you know, being yourself and staying true to who you are and that not everyone's going to like you and that's okay. And it's funny because the same conversations I'm having with her are the ones that I have with myself and I have with my coaching clients. And so it's, you know, it just kind of, you age up with it, but the idea that, and I tell her this all the time, I'm like, the example was she had, she got a bad grade. She's very smart, straight A student. She got one bad grade on an assignment. And some of the kids in the class were like, oh, you think you're so smart. Look at that. You got a 60 on that test or whatever. And she was upset about it. And I said, you know, that's more of a reflection of them and their insecurities than it is about you. Like that's their way of making themselves feel better because they don't get good grades or whatever the case may be. And so putting that into the same context of social media is I try to do that myself is anytime I've had somebody, I posted a reel one time and I don't luckily like knock on wood, I don't get a ton of negative or trolls comments, but I posted a video one time and it was a reel. And I can't even remember, it was some, I think it was like a Kardashian audio clip that it was about like, it's just so nice that I don't want to work today. And I was sitting outside by my pool, 80 degree sunny weather, you know, like um, drinking, a, you know, a adult beverage and some guy commented and he was like, oh, you're just too lazy to work. 
And I was like, okay, I didn't I mean, I don't, res- I don't respond to them first of all, but in my head, I was like, you don't know what I do. You don't know how hard I work. You don't know how much money I mean, you don't know any of these things about me. Like that's a reflection on his insecurity of some kind. And so yeah. I try to tell people at the time when you find yourself worrying about what, you know, whoever it is in your life is going to think about you or say about you, A, most of the time it's all in our head. That's never actually going to happen. And B, if it does, it's 99.9% of the time that that comment is not about you. It's about them and something that they are insecure about. So just, I know it's easy to say that, that it happens and you like, let it bring you down, but just know that like, it's, it's more, it's more important for you to put yourself out there and make an impact on one person's life than it is for you to hold back because you're afraid of what one person might say negatively about you. Right. And I totally agree. Um, we just differ with the trolls. So sometimes I ignore them and sometimes I have fun with them. <laughs> I I know I love it. You know, when they come in trolling me, I use it as an opportunity to flex. Like I use it as an opportunity to run my resume or, you know, call out something amazing that we've done. Sometimes I just like trolling the trolls, like a person <laughs> that was like, oh, you're just lazy. I'd be like, your mama likes <laughs> <laughs> Or I may be like, I'm like, you right. Be like, I'm, I get to be late because your daddy pay my bills. You know what I'm saying? I got to switch out <laughs> some stuff like that. So I'll use it, you know, for comedy. Sometimes I'll take when someone trolls me, like, like I'll, I'll take a screenshot and I'll put the post up and then I'll go in in the description and it gets our engagement up so much. It brings so much awareness where our products and services. So I actually use the trolls to my advantage, but you're right. Like, don't don't not impact people because they're literally waiting on what you have to offer because you're worried about some loser in their mom's basement that hates their life. Yeah, exactly. And I need to get better. I love the idea of like messing with the trolls sometimes, but what I really love even more, and this is a perfect, like to me, you can tell how great somebody's community is. Like if you go, so if I were to go onto your page and see that there was a troll comment, and then if I see that without you having to even respond, your community has responded. Yeah, they go in. (laughs) That, I love that. Because then I'm like, oh, these people have got her back. They are going to take care of her. They truly follow her because they love her. And again, that's a testament to you putting yourself out there and building those relationships. Because without that relationship, they don't have a reason to want to back you up and support you against these trolls or anything, you know? So um, yeah, it all comes full circle to the idea that like get out there, create these relationships, create these communities so that you do have this support system around you. And that makes some of the negative things a little bit easier because you have that community built up around you. Absolutely. And I, I think, you know, back to what you said, also understanding that this is just some random person, like trying to be like, they're just going around trying to pee in people's Cheerios. Um, and it's definitely a reflection of them because clearly they feel really small or they don't feel valid in their life offline. And so now they want to go around trying to see whose feathers they can ruffle. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Ashley, and thank you so much. Okay. So we're going to kind of wrap up. I want to value your time and I really appreciate you. I can't talk, appreciate you coming in and sharing your expertise with us. And I know you have so much more value to give. So tell people how they can get in touch with you. I know you have a great offer for our audience here today. So share all that with us. Yeah. So y'all come and kick it with me in these Instagram streets um, or TikTok at King Ashley Ann. 
Um, Instagram, definitely we're hyper-focused on money, mindset, manifestation, marketing, all that good stuff. TikTok, chat, and I'm telling what you're going to get, okay? Just just ride with me over there, okay? Um, and one thing I wanted to invite you guys to is a training. I try and do a training once a month, and we really get in and break down, like, the back end of the system. So, you know, what it takes to build out that tier one funnel, organic actions you can take to build up a really good buying base, how we convert people, kind of get through like common mistakes and hiccups that people are making, um, information that you need on your confirmation page so that it converts at a higher rate. So I really get in there and get into the nitty gritty. Now, this is an intense training, y'all. Like these trainings last anywhere from three to five hours. Um, I do try and do Q&A at the end and I answer as many of the questions as I can. Um, and people normally pay a few thousand dollars to come to these trainings, but once a month, I try and do one for free. Um, and so I really wanted to extend the offer for you guys to come to the next upcoming training. So the link will be in the show notes and all you have to do is click it. Um, a little page will pop up with a calendar. You'll pick, um, you'll say, yes, I want to go to that one. <laughs> um, and I'll send you over an email with the Zoom link and all that stuff. And we can come and focus on getting to the money. Okay. I love it. Well, thank you so much. I really appreciate it. I would love to have you on again in the future so we can go even deeper because I know, again, you have so much to share. So thank you. Well, hopefully we'll see you around soon. I'll have all those links down in the show notes for everybody. And again, I appreciate you giving us your time today. Thank you so much for sharing um, your ear and your audience and being so delightful. I appreciate it so much. Thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you enjoyed the conversation as much as I did. And as always, you can find any links or resources mentioned in today's show down in the show notes. And if we're not friends outside of the podcast yet, then what are you waiting for? Come find me on Instagram at Girl Means Business. Send me a DM letting me know what you thought of today's episode or any of the past episodes you've listened to. You can also take a screenshot of today's episode and post it to your stories, tagging at Girl Means Business, and I'll give you a shout out on my page. I love connecting with you and hearing all about your business and can't wait to get to know you more. I hope you have a wonderful week and I will meet you back here next week, same time, same place.